Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast. Whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Fintech Focus TV. We love to celebrate fintech businesses that have the big ideas and those that are making waves in their fields. Today, I am joined by Warren Russell, the CEO and founder of W2, a highly adaptable and agile platform provider offering a simple plug-in solution to facilitate digital onboarding and ongoing customer risk management. Warren is passionate about businesses remaining flexible enough to deal with turbulent market conditions. And as such, the business is multi-award winning. To name just a few, you've been a finalist in the best place to work category in 2019 Welsh Argus Business Awards. You've won Digital Business of the Year at the FSB, celebrating Small Business Awards. And here you are today to share your story. So welcome, Warren. Thank you very much for joining us. Nice Nice to be here. So it would be really good if you could open up by just telling us a bit more about W2 and what you do. Okay, brilliant. Yes, so um, we are a technology company, uh, and as you um, suggested at the beginning, we provide access to services to allow our customers to be able to perform identity verifications and anti-money laundering checks on their customers in real time and as smoothly as possible. Um, I set the company up back in 2011. not very imaginative, me and my co-founder, uh, Walter, Warren and Walter, two W's, W2. That was, that was our oh, brainwave. Oh, I really like that. It was, uh, yeah, it took a lot of sleepless nights pouring over the ideas to come up with that one. Um, but yeah, we, we worked together um, previously, um, uh, selling individual sort of point solutions for identity and anti-money laundering. And we firmly believe that actually platform was the place to go and and actually the different suppliers should be working together because a lot of businesses who thought they were competitors weren't actually competitors they were more complementary mm. um, so as I say we set up in 2011 bootstrapped the business for the first couple of years um, and subsequently took on uh, investment uh, most notably really from the development bank of wales so um, that's the primary reason that we are based in the, the metropolis that is Newport in South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got an off- office there and about 35, 40 people um, based there and all around the country fulfilling all the required you know, business um, departments you'd expect us to have from sales to technical. We, we primarily work in the non-face-to-face environment and uh, our core customers are in what we tend to term as emerging payments so prepaid cards foreign exchange money transfer anything anything that i guess that's not mainstream retail banking um, and then also betting and gaming uh, so again another high volume sector where they rarely meet their customers on a, on a face-to-face basis We then dabble a little bit in some other sectors, primarily age verification for online e-commerce and things like that. So, yeah, that's that's a bit about us. We've been around about nine years and, uh, yeah, we hope to be here for another nine. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially with all that diversification. And I think the fact at the minute that you're very used to actually working quite virtually and, and people working um, in non face to face environments. With that in mind, what do you think um, W2 does that sets you apart from the rest? So I, I think it's, it's important to say, although we often get dumped in the category of being a KYC or an ID verification provider, we aren't. We work with the providers of those services. We are a technical platform piece. We, we augment all the different services that customers might want to access to, to perform the, the due diligence that they have to do on a regulatory purpose. Inherently, I am lazy and a technophobe. And I just want everything to be as simple as possible. So one of the key things we try and do is, is that we make everything as easy as possible. And we try and be a nice company to deal with. Um, and that's easy to say. And a lot, of you know, a lot of companies say, oh, yeah, we have excellent customer service and we do this, that and the other. But I actually believe it's really hard to deliver. Um, and if you look at any aspect of your life, most people choose the supermarket or the dentist or the, um, the dog food supplier or the garage or whatever it might be that makes their life as easy as possible and they feel that they get good value from. It's not about being the cheapest. It's not about being the most expensive. It's not about being having the fanciest piece of kit. It's just about, I suppose, having the Ron Seal effect, doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And that's what, that's what people really buy into. And I think, you know, I can sit here and say, yeah, we've got 260 different methods of verification in our platform. And I guarantee that next week, somebody else will have 261. And the <laughs> week after, somebody will have 262. Or I can say that I'll do a verification for 50p, Next week, somebody will do it for 45p. So getting involved in that race to be the cheapest or have the most is wrong, when actually all, the, all our customers want is the product to do what it says it does and for them to have a, a problem solved. You know, it's hard enough, you know, let's park the current climate to one side, but even in normal business climate, it's hard enough to run a profitable business and grow a business was it you know eight out of ten businesses fail um so why put more barriers in place you know i i suppose you know i, I get asked a lot about um what's the vision for the company and things like that and while it's i'm not a believer that you should write something up on the wall you should write um you know company values up on the wall so that your staff look there and look at it and go oh, oh yeah i must remember to be honest today because that's one of my company values you know i, I kind of think you you should deal with all that stuff during the, the application process of bringing your people in but with regards to the vision of the company you know it's i'm a simple man by heart and i'm a firm believer that complexity should never be a barrier to businesses or to business um, and, and nobody should be prevented from acting compliantly or getting customers purely because they've got commercial or te technical obstacles put in the way. And that's what we're there trying to deliver and trying to, to bring to the market. I don't have a fancy new method of verifying people because there aren't any. You know, right. 
oh, everybody's using the same thing. But what I can do is I can make it easier to use. I can make it more friendly and I can make it so that you get the most out of that verification to ensure that your business works as cleanly and as efficiently as possible. Yeah. And, and I think that sentiment is just, it's, it's something that a lot of people overlook, like people do when they start their businesses or when they expand their businesses, think about how, how do I get market share? How, how, am I, how do I become the quickest, the cheapest? Uh, and actually, we're all human beings. And, and I really like that sentiment of keeping it easy, removing the barriers, removing those obstacles, making sure that complexity isn't going to stand in our, our way and actually have someone enjoy enjoy working with you <laughs> enjoy being your client which i think often get does get overlooked no, no you're right and you know it's a very fickle world we live in and as i say if i'm selling my business on the fact that i'm 5p cheaper than somebody else to match what i'm winning my customers on the fact that somebody comes in in a month's time who's 5p cheaper than me that's, that doesn't build any customer loyalty what you need is customers who go, actually, I'm prepared to pay a bit more because of the value I'm getting from working with W2. You know, people pay more for an Apple Mac because it delivers on what it says it's going to do. You know, it's no longer a trendy item to have because, you know, there is, there is everywhere. You know, iPhones and Macs are, are as, as common as Nokia phones and, you know, Commodore 64s were years and years and years ago. <laughs> But people buy it because they know what they're getting and that there's an expectation and that's what people want. Mm. So I can imagine with this sentiment, you are coupled with lots of challenges that you have to overcome day in, day out as a business because it's, it, it is a, a real tough call to, to make sure that you're, you are achieving all the things that you're trying to achieve day in, day out. What would you say are the, the biggest challenges that you overcome? I think we're in the middle of the biggest one right at the moment. <laughs> yeah. um, so at, at the risk of probably every single one of these podcasts you're doing at the moment, 50% of it being taken up on coronavirus, I'll, I'll try not to, to talk about that too much. But I think, um, you know, there is no getting away from it. it it's, it's a word that's being overused at the moment, but we are in unprecedented times. Um, and I think the biggest challenge, I'm a first-time CEO, you know, when, when me and Walter set W2 up, we had a vision of it being me and him, we were going to, you know, have a half-decent salary, a company car, a bit of booper, we'd have a dozen customers, and uh, we'd be happy. You know, here, here we are, you know, nine years later, unfortunately, Walter's no longer in the business, but we're still on very good terms. You know, we're a multi-million pound turnover business. We've got hundreds of clients from all around the world. It's a completely different animal. Every day is, is unknown. And coronavirus is just another big unknown. And I think that that's the main, the main challenge as a business, as a CEO, as, as anything, is, is dealing with the unknown. Um, I'm a firm believer that you've, you know, the best laid plans must remain fluid. You have to be able to react. And that's one of our big advantages over some, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not bad-mouthing the likes of Experian or Equifax or GB Group because they're, you know, they're fantastic businesses. But they are what they are. They are massive, and to deal with change and to be agile and, and flexible becomes more difficult for those guys. And I think 
you know, to be able to deal with those, the challenges of the unknown. But, you know, I launched W2 in 2011. We were at the height of the, you know, the economic crash at that point. You know, it was a ridiculous time to be setting up a business and, and going it with, especially with no money behind us. Um, but as long as you adapt, as long as you react, as long as you're prepared to take the rough with the smooth, I think that's the main thing. And it's, it's not being frightened as well to say you don't know. And that's, you know, and we do that with our customers. You know, we're not here to pretend we have every single answer or every possible solution. We will do everything we can to be as honest as we can. Um, and and put our hands up and, and say so when we made a mistake or when we don't know. And I think that that's really crucial. I suppose the other thing is, you know, lack of money. You know, for any business, any startup, you need money, and getting money is never easy. Uh, but we've always managed to get it. We've always there is plenty of money out there, even now. Um, so as long as you have sense, sense and you're pragmatic and you. Um, and you're just willing to adapt and be flexible I, I don't think there's anything you can't overcome yeah um I totally agree like I love the fact that you're talking about being adaptable being agile being flexible best laid plans have to remain fluid I think that's a, a great a great quote um and and something that's quite close to my heart because I believe that fintech companies are are ripe for seeing problems as opportunities, um, especially what you've just said there. Like you started in 2011, any company that started around that time or, um, or, or whose idea was in response to what that time did to us as a, an economy um, and to us as people, I think just sets you up with this with, with a mindset that I absolutely love. What are your thoughts on the resilience um, of our marketplace? I think you're you're right. I think fintech, regtech, tech, tech, all the all the techs that are there are perfectly well adapted to dealing with challenges uh, and problems. You know, your 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 fintechs will be the companies that will work. You know, the minute um, you know Boris said you might have to work from home if you can, it will be all the fintechs and the regtechs whose employees will be going right, guys, come on, let's pack up, let's go and work from home because. We're just used to it and we can deal with that. So I think the market in general is very resilient. I think the downside is that the market has seen a massive influx. You know, in my sector, the sort of epiphany moment for me last year was um, at Money 2020 in Europe. And there were over 50 exhibitors of some sort of identity verification solution. That's a one show in one city on over a couple of days. You know, that's a huge number. And, and the, market has, the market has exploded, be it neobanks or challenger banks, or whatever they're called, or, or fintechs, regtechs, KYC, document verification, expenses management, kids, you know, prepaid cards. There's been a huge explosion. And the market does need a little bit of consolidation. Um, and I think what coronavirus will do is it will bring that to the forefront. You know, the market will be a completely different place at the back end of this. FinTech <clears throat> will absolutely still be here. I think there'll be some surprising casualties. Um, and I think there will be some, um, you know, uh, uh, the market will condense. And I think that's a good thing. 
because I think then the value proposition that the real good planets bring gets gets increased. And so the sector will be fine. Um, but there will be elements and people within the sector that will will struggle. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I, I agree with agree with what you're saying. But one of the things that, that I know that you truly believe in that's made you stand out as a business and, and you as an individual um, owner of a business is, is that power of having the right team around you and you've spoken throughout the whole of this podcast about really about people and about how people feel when doing business with you and, and with your company um, uh, so I'm really interesting to interested to hear about you having that right team around you and how that's made you stand out. I definitely see my role as CEO is about employing right people to make me look good <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what it's all about you know my shareholders want me to return value to them on their investment and I can't do that without the right people behind me you know I can go and stand on a stage or go and meet with a prospective customer or potential investor and I can you know I can I can talk with them and I can you know explain to them the value of what we do and and, and do that but actually on delivering it it is all about the people um, and as I said to you earlier, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm a reluctant person to have a value statement or a culture statement that people refer to, because I think, you know, as I say, if people have to look at a statement to remember to be honest or hardworking or transparent or show entrepreneurial spirit, kind of defeats the object because you want those people who are just that inherently. Um, you know, I'm really for, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes on the way. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. At the end of 2018, we raised some investment and we went from 11 to 40 people in pretty much six months. And it nearly killed us. Um, you know, that was a really hard lesson to learn. You know, when you've got more than half the people in the business have been there less than six months, it has a massive drain. Um, you know, we've certainly learned from that. Um, we brought some excellent people in uh, and we brought some people in that for one reason or another, it, it didn't work out. Um, but, you know, that's life. Um, but what I have done over the last month or so is tried to think of a few phrases to sum up um, what I think having the right team around you is, is, is all about. It's a bit cheesy, but I'm going to read them out. Um, oh, yeah. For me, for me, I think it's about what's right, not being right. And I think that's really important because often people like the sound of their own voice and they think that, you know, their, their answer has to be the right one. But actually, it's not. It's about coming to the right answer. It's not about you having, you know, being right. We said it's about can, not cannot. You know, I don't want people coming to me saying this is broken or that doesn't work or we haven't got this. It's about providing the solutions to the problems. As I mentioned before, it's all about simplicity, not complexity. And it's about being open, not closed. That's open to new ideas. That's transparent. That's honest. That's, you know, not acting as a silo because a group of silos isn't a team. Um, and actually, you know, you need cross-team collaboration and communication for anything to work. And finally, it, it's about all, not one. That's a little bit four musketeers, that one. I, I do get that. Um, but it's, it's important that everybody in our business realises that, you know, whether you're an engineer 
the guy in the sales team is just as much a customer as the compliance manager in your top spending customer. So it's, a, it's not just about one element, it's about all those different working parts moving together. I absolutely love those quotes. I've furiously written them down. Um, I think my favourite is, it's about can, not cannot. Um, I love that because I'm very much, uh, um, well, I love talking about people's mindsets. Um, and um, it's, it come, that's very similar to the Henry Ford quote of, if you believe you can or you can't, you're going to be right. Um, and that's yeah. something that I constantly say to myself every time I hit a hurdle, which we all know is pretty much every day. <laughs> um, you know, it's about, it's about getting over those hurdles. So I, I love that. And that coming from the top of a business, that is going to filter down and really look after people within the business. So I love, I love all, all your answers. So that kind of takes me on to my last question about what's next for, for you and, and W2. And I know that's a, it's a difficult time right now as we're right in the heart of COVID. Um, but if there is anything that, that's on the plan, it would be good to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think that, the, you know, without putting too fine a point on it, the, the key priority at the moment is to weather this storm. You know, it is a storm and it's hitting us all in to more and lesser degrees. You know, we've already seen some big household names fall. You know, those household names, you've got much deeper pockets than me. Um, so, you know, everything at the moment is focused on weathering this storm. And I've got 100% confidence and commitment that we will you know we will be here we have a very supportive investor base and we have a group, fantastic team of people who will ensure that happens so assuming that you know six months time six weeks time six years time whatever it is however long it takes us to come out it, it would it will then be about taking our platform and and enhancing it and changing the focus of that platform now as i mentioned earlier we got caught in the trap for the first seven or eight years of our existence. We were caught in the trap of having more checks than other people or being cheaper than other people. Mm. And I had to re-educate myself to say, no, we're not, we're not about the check anymore. It's all about the tech. So for us, it's really focusing on the actual platform. Um, and taking those checks and using our platform and our knowledge and our domain expertise to extract real value from those checks. And that, that's what it's going to be, you know, extracting value, making everything cleaner, slicker, I suppose, you know, doing, actually doing less better is what we're, we're all about at the moment. Well, you are full of the quotes today. Doing less, better. It's not about the tech. It is about the tech. It's not about the check. Amazing. Um, I've, I've got to say, I've got a lot of people at home to come up with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I've written pages of notes and I've loads of quotations of you. So I've got to say, well, it's been a really, really good podcast. And thank you so much for being so honest about your business and sharing sharing who you are and I think what really makes you guys stand out as a company um, and, and really showing that sort of people factor and, and the, 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 hum, the humanitarian in you, um, understanding like who, who you're actually providing solutions to. Um, it's been a yeah, real inspiration to listen to you um, and thank you so much for, for sharing it all and being on the show today and to everyone listening, thank you very much for listening. That was Warren Russell of W2. Thank <laughs> you.